the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast, Episode 3. The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. It won't make your love life better. It won't make you more successful. And it certainly won't even out those garden shear pandemic bangs. But if you listen carefully, you might just end up a better person. And maybe those other things will follow. Or not. Whatever. And now, the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. Before we get started, I just want to thank all you friggin' English scholars out there for pointing out that the word excuse is both a verb, as I mentioned in the last episode, and a noun, which I did not mention. Although only barely helpful at all, it was great to get the feedback. So please, if you feel the need to correct my word choices in future, I'm truly thrilled to hear from you. So please feel free to email coach at disgruntledlifecoach.ca, but a little bit of a caveat here. Don't be surprised if I take a little bit of time to respond to you. I'm currently working on uh, about a 10-year backlog on correspondence, so your patience is appreciated. Or not, I don't care. But really, reach out. I'm listening. So, on to the rudeness episode, and have I got some shit in store for you today. We'll start out, as we always do, with a look at some seminal quotes about rudeness for a little bit of context. And then we'll talk about how to stop being rude and having it ruin your life, well, any more than it is already right now. In this episode, I'll dispense with the OED definition of rudeness. Instead, we'll get right to the meat. The first quotation is by F. Scott Fitzgerald and is, possibly, though not for certain, something that he did not actually steal from his wife Zelda. He said, it is not a slam at you when people are rude. It's a slam at the people they've met before. This is an important message, and we'll circle around to this a little bit later, even though Scotty was, in every way, a dick, and quite possibly one of those people they've met before. Next, we have the late, great science fiction author Robert A. Heinlein, who said, a dying culture invariably exhibits personal rudeness. Bad manners, lack of consideration for others in minor matters, a loss of politeness, and gentle manners is more significant than a riot. So, it seems like we're a dying culture, but maybe there's a glimmer of hope? Nah, we're maggot food. Lastly, we have a much more mid-century quotation from the self-proclaimed American moral and social philosopher, whatever that is, Eric Hoffer. He said, rudeness luxuriates in the absence of self-respect. And then later he went on to say, rudeness is a weak imitation of strength. Both have relevance to us, even though despite his Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1983, the man himself remains largely forgotten. Luckily, we have modern storage devices to help our feeble society to remember. But it is these last two quotations about the absence of self-respect and inherent weakness that is the cause of much of our our society's plague of rudeness. And that's where we're going to begin our journey. (music) 
Now, just like cheating at elections, there's more than one way to be rude. Ignoring someone quietly, even though that person is really just trying to get you to read some unsolicited magazine, can be just as rude as insulting them to their face. So we first need to understand that rudeness can be both passive and active. Speaking calmly and measured about a subject that you know absolutely is upsetting to someone else is also rude. And when I talk about this, people often respond, and by often I mean one, one, one time, by asking what the difference is between being a dick and being rude. And that is an excellent question. There is a lot of overlap here, to be sure. But being rude almost always involves some sort of specific attempt to piss someone off. And that's not always the case with being a dick. Also, please don't be a dick. So let's break down all the ways that we are rude. Let's first look at what I call reactionary rudeness. That's when someone is rude to you, so your first instinct, of course, is to let loose with some rude, quick response. This entire eye for an eye thing never works out, and it almost always ends any possibility that maybe, just maybe, there is common ground. That gets burnt to the sand like a banana stand in Arrested Development. So even if you win the war of wits, you still lose. Even worse than reactionary rudeness is initiated rudeness. That's where you decide, right out of the blue, probably without consulting your astral psychic and herpes therapist, that whatever else you need to do today, you at least possess the opportunity to ruin someone else's perfectly fine day. Why? Because you're not thinking about consequences and you're acting like a two-year-old with shitty diapers. This is not the way to make friends and influence people. This is also extremely self-centered, but we'll talk more about that in pillar number seven in due time. But I have a hunch you already know where I'm going with this. Wow, so clever. <music> Lastly, let's talk about passive rudeness, where you either sound polite but you're shit-talking, or you're outright ignoring someone. Now, there are times when this is actually a reasonable action, like when Bell keeps trying to call and you have way better things to do than talk to Bell, like pick your nose or read a pseudo-religious magazine. But for the rest of the humans who exist in proximity to your awesome presence, just a quick acknowledgement that you heard them and that you're not interested in whatever they're selling or whatever the subject is, it's called civility, which is also a fucking noun for your information. So, this disrespect that festers at the root of rudeness, this transgression of accepted social norms, is there anything that can be done about this? The disgruntled life coach says, you're goddamn right there is. In fact, there are several things. To be honest, the list is extraordinarily long, so I'll save a few key points for some other pillars later on. They like to share, and we can reuse some of those key points over time. It's sort of a philosophical reduce, reuse, recycle, if you will. You know, like lining your birdcage with crappy, free, unsolicited, pseudo-religious reading material. But only, you know, metaphorically speaking. So let's look at the DLC Rudeness Deterrent Shortlist. 
Firstly, you must treat rudeness like it's a bad, bad joke. Don't laugh at it, don't repeat it, and just let it fall to the ground like a stinking blob of pigeon shit. It's toxic. And responding to rudeness with rudeness creates an echo chamber that simply amplifies. Former Forbes contributor, prolific author, and cute as a Muppet serial entrepreneur Deep Patel refers to this as the spiral of rudeness, and I think that's a really good descriptor. You need to control yourself, even if that person initiating the rude behavior is being a dick. Try to limit your exposure to that person at the moment or going forward if you must, and keep your oh-so-clever witty comebacks to write in your journal later. Stop the spiral before you get caught up in that vortex. The second point may sound counterintuitive, but it's really not. Often, rudeness takes on a personal perspective. It's like an insult. But you have to realize that it's not really personal. This is someone lashing out and the rudeness is just that person's bad day getting sprayed back at you. Don't get caught up. It's not about you. Also, realize you have absolutely no friggin' idea what that rude person is going through in their own life. Maybe they have bratty kids, or just learned they contracted herpes, or maybe they didn't scatter the required quota of shitty magazines on the weekend. You don't know. So don't make their day, and your day, worse. In fact, go the other way. Say something kind. That will never hurt. Really, it won't. Well, not like shingles hurts anyway. Finally, don't be that asshat who starts the shit tornado. When you think that something is not going your way and there's someone right in front of you that looks like it'd be a great target, try being kind. Look, I, I know it was a shock to learn about that herpes thing, but the kid working at the drive-thru didn't have anything to do with it and their job already sucks. Please know that how you treat others is the way that those others will treat those around them, and so on. So get off this angry clown carousel and be an actual, real-life role model. The shittier your day, the nicer you should be to people, because treating people badly when things are screwed up does not magically unscrew things. That buzzard-laden, stinking garbage scow that is your shitty life has already left the dock. So walk confidently with empathy and kindness. And I know, I know, I can actually hear you rolling your eyes in your head at that cringy Hallmark card statement. But inside, you know that I'm making sense. That's why I'm a fucking life coach and you're, you know, not. One quick final note. All of this is even more important in the workplace. I know the workplace right now is just you dressed in your flannel, Spider-Man onesie and bunny slippers because of the pandemic, but it all still applies. If you're a manager or a supervisor, being a good, strong leader does not include rudeness ever. This is where you really need to be that moral leader and that role model. If you're an employee, just know that someone you work with has shit going on in their life 
and just take the high road every time. As a bonus, this could actually help you get your work done. And who on this planet doesn't want that? And if you happen to be the one with shit going on, isn't it nicer when people aren't picking on you all the time? Really, it, it works both ways, but I don't really have to tell you that, do I? Okay, so that's it for this episode. As always, I'll leave you with a disgruntled nugget of wisdom in a second. But first, I want to thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and some other platforms. And please visit www.disgruntledlifecoach.ca for all my podcasts. And yes, you need the GDWWW, Jesus. Please also follow me on Twitter at Life Disgruntled. There's a link at my website for that. And while at my website, look for the link at the top where you can buy me a coffee and, you know, buy me a friggin' coffee. I know it's complicated. Just buy me a coffee. If you like what you heard today, tell your friends. If you think this is absolutely ridiculous, still tell your friends. I mean, how hard is that? Disgruntled nugget. It's always best to think of what the other person is going through. To walk a mile in those shoes. Or, you know, boots. Or whatever. Footwear. Walk a mile in their footwear. Or like they say in Europe, walk a kilometer in their footwear. Or, like they say in Canada, walk 20 minutes in their footwear. Whatever. Just, you know, have some friggin' empathy. That's all. Thoughtful footwear walking empathy is the point here. Or whatever. Again, thanks for listening, and thanks also to Audionautics and Partners in Rhyme for music and sound. Also, thanks to Neatnik for the visuals on my website, and thanks to the awesome supporters for the new microphone. And thanks for your patience. See you in two weeks. Or not. Whatever. Whatever.